Welcome to the Magic and Alchemy podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, setting intentions, forgotten folklore, and mythology. Created by Tamed Wild, magicandalchemy.com is a collection of stories, rituals, and articles crafted by a variety of creators and writers, including myself, Kate Ballou, and my co-host, Kristen Lizenby. Hello and welcome back to the Magic and Alchemy podcast. I'm Kate Ballou. And I'm Kristen Lizenby. Today we have Shelby Bundy and Danielle Freed with us. We're so excited um, to get to know them a little bit. Here are their introductions. Shelby Bundy is originally from the coast of California, and she now resides in the woods of North Carolina with her husband, daughter, dogs, cats, ducks, chickens, and all the animals of the forest. An avid traveler and lover of all things history, Shelby loves exploring old castles and ancient ruins while walking in the steps of the ancestors who came long before us. Shelby's love of magic came by way of herbs while researching natural remedies for her family. It was then she began working with the natural elements around her to manifest her intentions and the seed for Tamed Wild was planted. Danielle is the Director of Operations for Tamed Wild and is the lady behind the curtain. She has worked with Tamed Wild since 2018 and currently works in our California office. Lover of all things crystals, Danielle is our resident crystal witch and loves to share her knowledge about the lore and magic of the crystal world. She created Mystic and Mineral in 2019, a business dedicated to crystal magic and to sharing her knowledge of these sacred stones. Danielle and Shelby are co-hosts of the podcast Witchy Business by Tamed Wild, a weekly podcast that discusses the inner workings and daily trials of running a business in the spiritual sector. Witchy Business discusses intentional brand creation, crafting products for retail, navigating the murky waters of social media, and the challenges of being in the business sector of spirituality while protecting your own. Their intent is to share the journey of creating the brand that is Tamed Wild and the lessons we have learned along the way. Welcome, Danielle and Shelby. Thank you. Hi, friends. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to see your faces. I feel like it's been way too long. Definitely has been, but thank the gods for Zoom. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So on Magic and Alchemy, we had our witchy business series in the fall. It was a lot of fun. And Shelby, we interviewed you on there. Um, Are there any updates on your own witchy business since then? What's been coming up for you lately? Yeah, there's a lot of um, new things coming around with Tame Wild. Um, we have an app that we're working on that we're really excited about. It's going to be, um, debuted later this year. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Danielle and I kind of brainstormed it and came up with some cool functions that we think are going to be helpful for witches. Um, we have a sister site we're developing, uh, that's kind of a spinoff of Tame Wild that we've been working on for the past year as well. New box themes for the Tame Wild box. We've got some really cool new items. Um, yeah. And aside from that, I've just been doing a lot of tarot readings, astrology, and I'm still knee deep in my past life regression training. So all the mystical things. So exciting. And you're doing Tarot Tuesday, right? I, Untamed Wild. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, I'm trying to get consistent. <laughs> I, lo- I love reading them. So They're really, keep them coming. Today it was the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I love Tarot. And I just, it's so fun to be able to share your interpretations and like read other people's interpretations. And so, yeah, I really enjoy doing that. And um, I'm starting to offer Tarot readings via Zoom versus the way I've been doing them, which is kind of like um, typing them up and delivering them in a PDF. So I'm going to have the option for, you know, live readings also, which would be really cool. I need to schedule one of those with you. Yes. The year mm-hmm. ahead, everybody's getting the year ahead readings. Everybody's kind of like, what's going to happen next for me? So perfect eclipse season timing, really that coming to a close. Yeah, definitely. I just did my own yesterday and I was like, okay, <laughs> that, that looks about right. And that's also very surprising. <laughs> 
What about you, Danielle? What's been going on with you lately? Well, um, I have been putting a lot of focus on Mystic and Mineral. I'm building the website now. Um, For a long time, it has been something that I just do for my friends and I make different intention beads uh, and necklaces. And now I'm actually putting it out there. I'm trying to be more consistent about social media posting, but I am the one that shies away from social media. That's why I do the behind the scenes stuff for Tame Wild. Um, I'm excited about, yeah, I need a Kate. (laughs) I know. Um, I just can't bring myself to like read all of the comments sometimes, especially with Team Wild because it has a much bigger audience. So they're nice. They are. It just, it gets in your head too. Just even the nice ones do. And I feel like, oh, I have to keep putting it out. It's like a, it's like a locomotive, right? Once it starts going, I feel like I have to keep doing it. So I'm trying to balance that. And also, getting outside now and doing things with my family and just enjoying the summertime versus Mm -hmm. being at the computer so, so much like I have been for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I love that. I've been calling like what you were saying about social media and it's hard putting yourself out there and all that type of stuff. I've just started calling it shadow work now. Every time like I'm scared to be vulnerable, I just call it shadow work and then it makes me feel better for some reason psychologically about doing it so yeah I like that if that's helpful and letting go of the perfectionist part of it too you know I mean Mm -hmm. Shelby's posts are so great and then I try and write something and I'm like oh my god I can't not like a photographer or whatever it happens to be but um it doesn't have to be perfect and people like that and Mm -hmm. the tame wild ones aren't perfect and I know that you know I've I know that so I just have to sort of lean into that well and it's hard to decide like you know, what you want to share online and what you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially in the spirituality sector, because, you know, so much of that is sacred to ourselves. And, but you also want to share because you learn from other people and people learn from you. And, you know, it's, yeah, I feel that too with the posts. Like, do I want to say this? Do I not want to say this? And so, yeah. That's what's kind of coming up on our witchy business podcast is how to balance some of that and protect your spirituality and protect yourself and your own mental health while online. So that's some of our focus and recharging for the summer as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whenever I feel scared, I'm just like, I'm taking myself too seriously. And then I just post something funny instead. I'm like, yeah. well, this is today. This is <laughs> this is all <laughs> I, I can do. <laughs> I saw a quote the other day online and I'm going to chop this up. It's not going to be correct, but it was basically something where they said that they had pulled people who were, you know, on the verge of death and asked them, what's the one thing you wish you would have done different? And they all said, I wish I just would have done the things I wanted to do and said the things I wanted to say and not worried about what everybody else thinks. And I think about that sometimes like so much of you know, like I, about putting yourself out there is like, well, what is this person going to think? And this person's more advanced in it than I am, or this person knows more, you know, even the tarot readings, I think someone's going to say, well, that's not what that card means, you know? And so there's, I think that, you know, being able to just kind of put those fears aside and be yourself is what's the most important because, you know, like I said, that quote with the end of your life, you're not going to care what everybody thought. You're going to care more that you were yourself and your true self. Absolutely. There's also the classic uh, Coco Chanel. It's the, I don't care what you think about me. I don't think about you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna tattoo that. I love that. I haven't heard that in so long. So funny. (laughs) Just the right amount of, uh, of. F you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Right amount of sass, right? Just, just enough. It's so true, though, because we're always so worried about what other people are thinking about us. But at the end of the day, most people are just thinking about themselves. Like, they're not even worried, really, about what we're doing. Like, that's just what we think people are thinking. They're worried about what they're doing. You know, just like Mm -hmm. we're worried about what they think. They're worried about what we – like, it doesn't even – Well, and there's Mm -hmm. literally passing judgment, which is when you're scrolling and they judge real quick and keep passing you up and, you know, and who cares? I love that um, saying, what you think about me is none of my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about that too. Like, why do we even worry? It's not my business what other people think of me. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm sure it's taken a long time to get to that point, Shelby, because obviously when you do have such a massive following like Tamed Wild has, you do have a lot more eyes on you and the things you say. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, my husband said something to me once that made me 
put it in perspective. He's like, babe, you have 200,000 followers on Tamed Wild. He's like, if you lined up 200,000 people, some of them are going to not like you. Some of them are going to have things to say about what you do. But if you imagine them as people and the ones that would step forward and say, hey, I really hate her. I hate this business or I hate what she's doing. He's like, it's not a huge percent, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's literally just the trolls and numbers on a screen, you know, don't show themselves or lend themselves as well as the visual. These are actual people, you know. And not to your face either. People aren't going to line up and say, because they, there's such, that screen has such a mask behind it too. And they, you know, and there's, that's, it's a avatar. It's not even their real personality. They're just writing for writing's sake sometimes. And if they have an actual problem, they'll write into customer service and we'll fix it or we'll try our best to fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, feedback, like you said, is a beautiful thing, but it has to take account for humanity, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I already know the answer to my next question, um, but for our listeners, would you two mind sharing how you began to work together at Tamed Wild? Yeah. So, okay. I'm trying to think timeline wise. You were still there, huh, Kristen? I was. You were there. Yeah, I was, I was like leaving. You were leaving. Yeah. So we've said this a bunch of times, but Kristen was like Tame Wild's first other person to work with me. And so um, she was moving to the Azores and we were looking for somebody to come in and kind of oversee everything. And Jason, my husband, was working at the power plant in California that Danielle was working at. And um, he came home one day and he's like, I have the perfect person. He's like, there's this girl, Danielle. He's like, she's the funniest person I've ever met. He's like, I love talking to her. And he's like, she's super smart. And because I think that she would be good. And I was like, okay. You know, and usually Jason does not recommend good things, you know, or things that I would <laughs> Like, usually I'm like, mm, I don't know, babe. Like, that TV show doesn't look very good. But um, <laughs> we were, so I think we were barbecuing outside. And I was like, well, let's call her and just see. And, Daniel's mom also worked at Diablo and Jason knew her. So Daniel, I think you and your mom were together when we called, huh? Uh, I don't, I think I was at work. Were you? Yeah. Okay. I just remember we called and we put her on speaker and I was like, Hey, Jason says you're cool and we need to hire somebody. (laughs) But she, it was like, it was the director of operations position and Danielle was doing something not like that at all at Diablo. So she was like, well, I don't really know how to do that. And I was like, well, We'll learn together. So, so when we when I started, I started at part time. Kristen actually interviewed me, and I remember going to your first warehouse in Slow, and it was kind of chaos. There was just like stuff everywhere, and um, the the teapot was going, you know, and there was like an altar set up, and I was just like, I I was doing bulk chemical management, which is a very technical name for a job where I bought chemicals from all over the world for the power plant, which sounds very technical also and so there was like crystals on the tables and just like you know that sort of thing and Kristen was like oh well Shelby said to interview you like do you want the job and I was like okay (laughs) I like to think I maybe asked like a few questions before jumping to that I'm sure you did I just and it was but it was probably very informal yes yeah and I remember I came on to start part-time as like just doing accounting stuff and I remember I told Shelby Mm -hmm. But right before Kristen left, I said, I can't do this. I'm not very good at it. And I don't like to be bad at stuff. So (laughs) feel free to find someone else. And she was like, no, we'll find something else. Like Kristen's leaving operations, whatever. We sat down and talked about it. And then I came on a few months later, full time after Kristen left. Um, But yeah, it was such a, like, it was just like such a good fit to start. And um, also Jason has good taste, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it just kind of worked. Like my love of spreadsheets melded with Shelby's love of teaching me about herbs and teas. So luckily it, um, it's been going ever since. So yeah, Danielle is a, she's a, I call her a triple Taurus because her moon's like one degree from being in Taurus and she's, but she's very like grounded and very like, um, organized and likes to have things like a certain way. Whereas I just like float around there. Like I have an idea, I have an idea, <laughs> you know, like, so I have the ideas and then she like puts them in a container and makes them happen. So it's a good, it's a good partnership in that way. You know, we're mm-hmm. a lot alike in certain ways and complete opposite in most ways. But, um, I think that's why it works in business, you know, cause you have to have balance. 
Yeah, and uh, Shelby can tell you the story, but we don't really have disagreements, weirdly. And I think, was it last year or was it 2020? I think it was 2020, yeah. Yeah, I think we were all, like, at the height of our, like, stress level being locked Mm -hmm. inside the house. And we were on the phone, and I'm yelling at her, she's yelling at me, or whatever, raised voices. I don't even know what we were talking (laughs) about. Do you remember? No, it was something like we both thought we were both doing something and neither of us did it. Like, she thought I was doing it, I thought she was (laughs) doing it, but we just, like... We always are like, hey, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then this one time we just like, we're like, this is not cool. (laughs) (laughs) I am not being funny now. This is not okay. (laughs) We had a meltdown, hung up on each other. So that was one time in five years though. So, And that's a good year for a meltdown, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was it. So it wasn't, it wasn't awful, you know, and it happens in business, especially when you work this close together and there's you know, stuff that you have to get done and people have to stay on. I'm very task oriented. You know, I like stuff to be done at a certain time. So, you know, that's all that earth in your chart. I can relate to that. Just Mm -hmm. the practicalness of it. Yeah, it's good. It's a necessity, especially in business and, you know, any type of foundational work and building things. And I'm all air and water in my chart. So it's just like, you know, there's no containing and there's no structure a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Shelby always tells me that she likes it when we can have like a, like a block of time, not like a specific, like scheduled time. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be held to. And I understand that because like that's how she works, like in a good way. You take photos mm-hmm. and everything like as it strikes you, which is that comes through in the photographs because you're passionate about it. You're not doing it because you're like, oh, I have to take this photo. Whereas wow, me, I'm you. like, it's 10 o'clock. I have to take this photo, you know. <laughs> I'm like, we chat between 10 and 2 on Tuesday or Thursday and we'll just see how the day goes. And <laughs> Danielle, I have to ask, what was it like coming from like working at a power plant to coming into like this witchy business? For my own personal like idea of it, it was really interesting because I started absorbing the knowledge, which I love. I love learning new things and I had zero background in it before. I grew up in like a non-religious house. I mean, I went to a ton of different um, non-denominational Catholic, like you name it, I've been to the church. I also studied religions in college for a while. And so, but you don't learn about paganism in college Mm -hmm. religion classes. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting. And I just sort of like absorbed everything. And the the interesting part for me was my friends and family were like, you're doing what? And (laughs) I remember I had a friend who worked at the power plant. She still does. We were walking through the village and it was a Sunday. So the store was closed. And I was like, oh, hey, this is where, you know, this is the shop. And she said, well, at least it isn't witchcraft. And I just remember looking her dead in the eyes. And I said, well, of course it's witchcraft because I couldn't help myself. (laughs) But um, I just thought it was, you know, it's just more information. And I fell in love with it as I went, like Mm -hmm. the non-judgmentalness of everything and, you know, sort of what you resonate with. It's a lot... It, the job is not that much different from working at a power plant. Like it's spreadsheets and it's making sure like the deliveries are on time and that we're ordering mm-hmm. stuff. It's just different products, but products mm-hmm. that I'm more passionate about and that I love and we can source really cool things. So, and the conversations are different during the day. <laughs> the conversations are definitely different during the day. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you about the healing power of rose quartz is one that I bring up a lot, but yeah. So I love hearing about um, kind of the three of you as younger selves coming together. It's it's really beautiful. But I, I'm also curious, like if you could go back to that place and like give that younger self an advice, like a piece of advice. What would you say about business and witchy business? I I think for me, like I thought about this question a lot when I, I saw that we were going to talk about it. And I feel like if I could see my younger self in that store, you know, this 3000 square foot store with this beautiful shelves of herbs and Kristen standing behind the counter, you know, making tinctures. And, you know, when Danielle came in and she was just like, what are we doing in here? You know, I think that like, <laughs> I think I would love to just like a group hug and just be like, you guys, this is going to be so great. You know, like this mm-hmm. is, I don't think any of us could have guess that we'd be sitting here five years later doing a podcast talking about that small idea, you know, and how I think it affects our lives. And mine, obviously, you know, in particular, I, um, I think that I would 
I would like to tell myself like, Hey, don't worry so much about what other people think, because I did spend a lot of time having my feelings hurt, you know, over things as I was learning and, you know, publicly not knowing a certain thing and then, you know, being corrected and being told things, you know, like that's, that was a big part of my journey, but I wish I could just tell myself like, Hey, like, don't sweat it, you know? And, and also, you know, not to worry about what family or other people think. Cause I've said a thousand times I was raised Southern Baptist and I was, you know, treading really lightly in the beginning with kind of coming out of the broom closet or I guess, or saying like, Hey, this is, you know, my path. And I wish I could just tell her like, Hey, you're going to get there. And this is, you're going to find your home there. And everybody's going to be super supportive at the end because my whole family is super supportive. So, you know, a lot of wasted worry, I guess. What about you, Danielle? Um, for me, I would tell myself to maybe chill out a little bit. Um, you know, not everything's an emergency. And I think that Shelby and I used to work all of all of the time, right? We could talk about Tame Wild. I still can. I just rein it in sometimes. Like nighttimes, weekends, we'd go get Bloody Marys and talk about Tame Wild on a Sunday. And I think that it helped grow everything because we're very, very passionate about it. But also now... I have better like understanding of I can be passionate and research it, but I can also hang out with my friends if I want and not stress out so much that I'm not doing something or not reading my emails um, every single day. So um, yeah. I just would, I would tell my younger self to maybe like calm down, drink some hot tea, everything will be okay. You know, it was just all encompassing in the beginning mm-hmm. because it was our livelihood and yeah. we were so passionate about it that we didn't want to lose it. You know, Absolutely. when you find something that you love to do that can also pay the bills um, and it was growing as fast as Tame Wild was like we were catching up every day. Like we'd come into the office and be, you know, a week behind what we were supposed to be doing over the weekend. We'd lose that time. And so, yeah, I remember those days of it just being like 11 o'clock at night and we're sitting on the couch on speakerphone talking about that day's work and so, yeah. yeah, which is a good problem to have, you know, like you guys, I mean, I remember in the beginning, Tamed Wild was really experiencing like this hyper growth and for just a couple people to manage such a small team, it was so much work, but there was so much love being put into it too, which is why I feel like it was tireless work in some ways. Like it almost like the more you were engaged with it, like, I don't know, the more it like fed energy into you. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and I remember that warehouse in San Luis Obispo, Kristen, where we were like walking in and, you know, we had the couple of girls that were working with us and we were just like, oh my God, we have so many boxes to pack today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got all of this and the, and just standing there and us, you know, having no experience, like (laughs) managing something like this Mm -hmm. and just four girls in a warehouse that was before Jason came over and it just being like, okay, well, I guess we're going to figure it out. And we did, you know, but it was, it was like the blind leading the blind because none of us really knew how to do it. You know, it was such a learning experience, like yeah. such a learning experience. And so that just makes me wonder, like, what is something, and I'm sure there's many things um, that you've had to learn the hard way when it comes to owning and running a small witchy business? Does anything particular stand out to you? Um, yeah, I think, you know, aside from all the things, um, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely like supply chain issues and like more logistical things that I had never encountered and didn't really understand. Things you'd see on the news and be like, oh, there's you know, uh, boats are stuck at the harbor and nobody's getting deliveries. And, you know, you see that 10 years ago and be like, well, I don't even know what that means. And then when you're in the business, we're like, our product's out there, you know, our customers are going to be so angry. And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of logistical things, um, definitely protecting your spirituality, you know, like I keep saying, like with, you know, internet trolls and mean people on the webs, um, that would be the biggest learning lesson that I've had, in, you know, personally. Yeah, I think just navigating it all. Definitely logistics. I mean, it's a hard thing having an online business and customers all over the world. Danielle, what about you? What have you had to learn? I know you're like the logistics logistics master, so I bet that wasn't difficult for you. But what kind of stands out as like a something you had to learn the hard way? So every job that I've gone into had set processes or you know, um, communication styles or Mm -hmm. whatever happened to be. And we built Tame Wild from scratch with all of these. So 
uh, we would make the same spreadsheet spreadsheet a different way a couple of times until we honed it in. And, and that was an interesting process. Like what information do we actually need and what information is just too much and not needed. Um, the logistics side of it was hard because the items come from small makers, which I love, and I know Shelby does as well. We um, try and support small makers anytime we absolutely can. But they also have their own logistic issues, getting supplies or you know making enough product or whatever it happens to be. So working with small makers was interesting for me. It was a learning curve in the beginning because it's on their timeline. Um, and also... I had to learn, and Shelby continually teaches me this because she has more patience than I do, that I did the customer emails for a very, very long time myself. So if anyone got emails in the last few years from Tame Wild, it was probably from me. Uh, and I had people, write, I had one person in particular writing in, she didn't like the products and she listed every single thing that was wrong in every item in her order. And I understand, like some customers just that she didn't like it. What can I do to assist, right? But um, she had purchased something that I had made with my hands. And that's part of the thing about Tame Wild is Shelby and I touch almost every single thing in some capacity. And it was very disheartening that day because uh, she said a lot of stuff looked like an eight-year-old had made it, which I'm going to say it didn't. But at the same time, <laughs> um, it was just uh, mm -hmm. it was just hard, you know, and that was yeah. something that I had to learn early on. Um, I take pride in customer service and helping customers and saying yes first and then figuring out how I can make whatever they want happen. And to have someone say that was just like, oh, man, we work so hard all the time and put our like love and, you know, energy and mm -hmm. our everything into it. So that I had to learn. Definitely. It's like reading reviews on anything you make, like even reading us, like reading our podcast reviews, which thank you to everyone who writes in these like beautiful reviews. But every once in a while, we get one that's just not so positive. And, you know, feedback is really important, but it still, you know, hurts sometimes to hear it. Well, and it's hard mm -hmm. to realize or to tell yourself like, hey, that's just a one person's opinion. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't make it true. It just means it's their opinion of it. And mm hmm accept it and move on, I guess. And I don't have to absorb it. You know, I don't have to absorb it. I can read it or I can hear it and I can just keep going with the day and like take it in and like, okay, maybe that product needs to be tweaked or something, but I don't need to absorb it as like my personal identity, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the, um, the ritual that we do in our household around that is um, the big Lebowski. We look at each other, Cody and I, and we're like, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody says something mean or the podcast review, that's like the sending it to the fire. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I would love to ask both of you a question that we get asked a lot on Magic and Alchemy, and that is, how do you meet more witchy friends? So how do you connect with like-minded souls, especially if you live in the South or a small town or somewhere where witchcraft is considered taboo? So this for me is a huge challenge because I am in a small town in the South. Um, and I, you know, definitely the internet is where I have met most of my witchy friends that I talk to on the regular. Um, I did download the meetup app and I found some um, groups around here that, you know, were kind of witchcrafty or tarot related. Um, I didn't end up going to them because they were more like, how-to courses, you know, kind of like how to read tarot and how to do this and that. And I just felt like I didn't, I wanted to just go and like get coffee with someone that just wants to talk about it. You know, I didn't want to take mm -hmm. a class necessarily. I just, I wanted, you know, so, um, I think that also like being vocal, we did an event at the Melange Inn where it was like an open house and we had 80 people, you know, filter through between the couple hours that we were holding it. And I just started talking to people and they were asking like, Oh, what else do you do? Or is this your only business? And I started talking about Tame Wild and, that kind of opened a lot of doors. A lot of people were like, oh yeah, I actually meant to that also. And I have a group of friends. And so um, I think being vocal and just kind of, you know, being able to talk about it the same way anybody else would talk about their religion or their business or their job, you know, helps. But I also like, I feel like I'm plugging apps right now, but um, I guess there's like a, okay, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Bumble Friends? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to say Bumble and Bumble, but I think that's a hair product. That is a hair <laughs> yes, product. Yes, that is. Okay. One Bumble. Um, 
not two. Um, I met some girls when I was in Savannah that um, they were talking about how they met. And they said, like, oh, we met on Bumble Friends. And they're like, we put in our interests. And I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. I'm downloading that app. I need some friends. Me too. I, honest to God, have no friends. And it's getting, like, desperation level where I'm like, hey, we did an event at the Melange the other day. And the wedding coordinator was super cool. And I was like, do you want to be my friend? Because I don't have any. And she was like, yes, call me. But she probably gave me a fake number because that was really weird. It's so difficult to make adult friends. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't exactly uh, go out and put myself out there, but I'm in a very small town. I have no in-person, like, witchy friends. You know, it's everything's online or it's with you guys on emails and Zooms or whatever. But we do have the retreats. And I actually will say that the last retreats, I've made some amazing friends that I've actually stayed in contact with. And um, the Beltane one specifically was fantastic. The Inbulks were fantastic as well. And I still talk to those ladies. Um, but that was the only time besides like Tamed Wild working, you know, that I've been around anyone in public. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how adult people make friends, especially if you work for yourself, like we all do, you know, we're all at home working. Um, and especially trying, that's just friends in general, let alone, you know, friends who are into witchcraft and spirituality and the mysticism and the things that we're doing. Kristen, do you have friends like that on the island? No, I don't. I actually had one really amazing uh, friend, a fellow expat, Um, she now, she moved to Canada though, not too long ago, but yeah, she was into Reiki and crystals and we could talk about dreams and all kinds of stuff. And, um, it was really special to find someone like that here because I have not found anyone else and this island's really small. So, but I'm keeping my hopes up because I know there's others here. Well, now maybe after this podcast. If you are right. in North Carolina, California, <laughs> Brooklyn, or the Azores, and you want to be our mm-hmm. friends, <laughs> podcast at tamewild.com. Bro- Brooklyn is like teeming with witches. I, I had no say, idea. Yeah, you probably are, out of all of us, you probably don't have those problems. Always down for new friends, but it is funny. You just start talking about astrology a little bit loud at a bar, and suddenly there's like six women around you volunteering their... Uh, their moon signs. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was telling you, Kate, at um, one of the retreats that we had made a, f- a couple here that we thought we were going to be friends with. Our daughter was friends with them, whatever. And they were like interested in, you know, they're like, well, do you read tarot and do you do this and that? And I was like, yeah. And then um, we were all out at a brewery one night and, you know, they were like, you should read tarot. Read my tarot right now. And I was like, no, we're out in public and this is not like the setting. And, you know, we're in North Carolina in a small town and it was an older group. And I was like, no, I'm not going to read tarot right now. And this is not really how it's done. And so later on, they were like, come on, just like pull a couple cards. And so we were walking out and with was a little bonfire. And I was like, OK, like, well, just for fun, we'll just pull a couple cards and. So we did, and I interpreted them, and then we never heard from them again. I literally think the next day that they sobered up a little bit and woke up and was like, we can't be friends with them anymore. <laughs> That's not a party maybe trick maybe you just either. hit the nail on the head, though. That's what I was going to say. Maybe was your too... reading was too accurate. <laughs> yeah, it was something, and I... But I, I told Jason, I was like, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have, you know, but also I'm I'm not going to, I'm not walking around going, can I read your tarot? Can I read your tarot? Like he, you know, they mm-hmm. asked me, and, but it was just kind of like what I feared was going to happen here is somebody finds out. And... Those tarot cards are kind of bullies sometimes. Oh like, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. A little bit eviscerating there. Just leave them at home <laughs> leave, when yeah. you go out. Just that's why you're not even tempted. Just. I know. I can't. It'll hurt their feelings. They like going with me everywhere. Just also bring the, the like the affirmation oracle deck and then it's like, uh, that's for strangers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. So Tamed Wild has an online shop. You have retreats. Um, you do tarot readings, the blog, two podcasts. But I know at its core, Tamed Wild really started as a subscription box company. And I know the boxes are constantly changing every month, the theme changes. Um, But what can people look forward to in upcoming boxes? Can you guys share any secrets? Yeah, Danielle, I'll let you take that one. 
Yeah, um, actually, the beginning in June, I believe, um, we're going to be launching our new uh, USDA certified organic and kosher urban tea line in the boxes so that our subscription customers can um, experience our new products. I'm very proud of this project. We've been working like two and a half years on it now. Speaking of logistic problems, COVID <laughs> slowed everything down. Um, shipping slowed everything to everyone is aware of the shipping problems for the last couple of years. But they are filled in the US. They are certified. They're beautiful. Um, the packaging is gorgeous. Yeah, They're meant, don't you think, Shelby? The packaging is just meant to be sitting out on your yeah, and that was kind of the, it is. It's beautiful, and that was kind of the the design concept behind it. Because you know, I've got herbs in glass jars, and uh, you know, those are nice and they're fresh and whatnot. But you know, there's then the teas and herbs that also have in brown bags, which are nice, but they don't look as nice on your shelf. You know, bags lined up, and so our concept with these new containers and tea, um, excuse me, new tubes was you know, to, and have it be something that you could set out if you liked on your apothecary shelf. And it was cohesive. It had an old world vibe. Um, it really did justice to the quality of the herbs inside of it. And it, um, kept them fresh, obviously. And so, yeah, I'm really proud of this collection also, and I'm excited to share it with everybody in the boxes. Had a lot of fun writing that ritual. Yes. Yeah. It's, it'll be neat to have an herbal focus, you know, cause that is kind of like going back to our roots. And I know we always do include herbs and teas in the boxes, but as Danielle was saying, like the next six months, it's a full size tube. I mean, it's a huge, it's, it's a lot of herbs and a lot of tea. Um, and you know, the teas are just blended herbs. So the teas can be used in your magical practice. If you aren't a tea drinker, um, candle dressings, there's all sorts of things, but yeah, Kate has been working really hard writing some rituals that are going to incorporate the herbs you guys are going to be getting um, through the rest of the year. So last year, I think we did our amulet series with the charms and the amulets on the bracelet. And this year, mid-year, is when we're starting our apothecary theme for the year. So exciting. So we mentioned at the beginning uh, Witchy Business, the podcast. It's so exciting. I've loved the first couple of episodes. Um, So where can folks find the podcast and what's coming up for you both on the podcast this summer? Well, um, we actually have quite a few outlines in the works. Uh, Protecting your spirituality is something that we continuously talk about, but we'll dive deeper into that on the podcast. I think we're talking about possibly like a two-episode arc for that one since it is so important. Um, also I know that we have a lot of stuff coming up on different areas of the business, how to create products, how to name your products, where to find vendors, some things like that, but also sprinkling in some of our funnier experiences with that as well. It's not just spreadsheets and websites, although, you know. I do like talking about that, but that's not what it's all about, I promise. <laughs> yeah, the goal the goal of the Witchy Business Podcast, and Danielle and I are learning it as we go, but, you know, we really want to kind of share some of the building blocks of building a business that we learned. Um, you know, like she was saying, some of the, the more technical things, you know, like we had to get um, federally registered uh, GTIN numbers for our products recently, and I had no idea how to do that. I had no idea what it cost. And you know, and it's for us to be able to sell on Google. And so, you know, small things like that, we'd like to kind of share with people because it's been years of us, you know, navigating these waters. And if we can make it easier for someone else, that would be awesome. Um, But yeah, also, you know, like, like she said, the protecting your spirituality and having, you know, being specifically in the spiritual sector of business is a lot different than if you were running a shoe store. And so, you know, we kind of like to highlight some of the problems that and challenges and things we come across in this sector specifically, while also hoping to help anyone out there trying to build a spiritual business, you know, cut some corners and get get ahead faster than, you know, um, you might without some of this knowledge. But one thing I would like to say also is that we started this podcast, you know, a couple of months ago with an intent on doing a weekly recording and life happened. So we are going to probably do this two, two more episodes and then we're going to take a break for the summer like you guys are with Magic and Alchemy. And then we'll probably jump back in um, full speed ahead at the Autumn Equinox as well um, with a regular schedule. So we're not going away. We just didn't get it together as quickly as we had originally intended. 
Eclipse season. Just going to keep saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's totally par for the course with everything we've been talking about. You know, this is how it goes. So, Absolutely. Well, you just mentioned summer break, um, and I know we're all about to take our summer break right now. I'm curious what you guys have planned. Are you doing traveling? I know there's like Sabbath retreats. We were just talking about the Samhain one. Um, Litha is right around the corner. I don't know if you guys have any Litha plans. Um, What exciting things can we expect from you guys in the coming months? Um, As far as Tame Wild goes, we are... We're going to, we're skipping the Litha retreat just because it's summer. And, you know, that I think the interest in that one this first year was a little bit less than, um, some of the fall and winter ones, just everybody's so busy. Summer kids are getting out of school and whatnot. So mm-hmm. our next retreat is going to be the Samhain retreat. Um, so that's that. But for me personally, my, uh, husband and my daughter and I, we just decided that we are going to go volunteer in Africa for five weeks. And we're going to leave and we're planning on leaving the first week of July or last week of June. So we're going to go build houses and teach kindergarten and, you know, do some good work over the summer versus hanging out here at our house. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. It'll be an adventure. It will be. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be really educational for us and our daughter who's 14. I think it'll be a good experience. And so I'll be posting a lot about it, I'm sure, taking lots of videos, so I'll share. We'll all be watching. (laughs) What about you, Danielle? What are your summer plans? I think for this summer, I'm going to focus a lot on, um, this sounds very self-centered, but I'm going to focus a lot on myself. This is my 39th year, and every year I theme my upcoming year. Whether it's like one year was getting falling back in love with my small town, like whatever it happens to be. And then I do things all year to sort of bolster that theme. And this year it's going to be doing whatever the heck I want, whenever I want to. I and like that. Hell I, yes. yes. Yeah. And that does not sound self-centered at not all. Not at all. No. Well, that's good because it does feel a little bit, but I like it. So I'm not, yeah, I'm embracing it a little bit. So, um, yeah. so um, I think one way I'm going to accomplish that this year is I have a lot of domestic travel that I'm interested in doing. Um, I have friends all over the country. I'm thinking about taking a road trip. I really, really, really love my Mini Cooper and I'm in a bunch of groups for it. And it's actually <laughs> a really th- big thing in the Midwest. I don't know why, but they have huge women and Mini Cooper clubs in the Midwest. Kate, I'm canceling, I'm canceling <laughs> Africa and I'm coming to the Midwest <laughs> to see yeah. you at your Mini Cooper club. I didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, what? yeah, there's a group, there's groups in California too, but, um, they do big drives. And so, I don't know, I'm thinking about just like hitting all the spots and maybe seeing like, you know, Santa Fe and like different, par- I just different parts of the U.S. that I haven't been to yet in, in my Mini Cooper. So expe- expect a lot of photos <laughs> of me in my car. Selfies, obviously. But I feel like this could be a movie. <laughs> I was I think just it, thinking that. I think it was called like Eat, Pray, Love already, or it was, <laughs> or that Pacific Crest one or whatever. With um, No, this is a Mini Cooper in the Midwest. <laughs> this one needs a different name. I love this. <laughs> Well, if you get to Michigan, let me know. I've got lots of thoughts about it for you. Definitely. Definitely. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this summer. Um, just kind of finding myself again, you know? I what think there's col- a- What color is the Mini Cooper? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. She I has need two. to know. She has not mentioned that she has two Mini Coopers. <laughs> so I went to get my second one because I always said I would not get another car unless I could get my exact same car again, just updated. And I found my exact same car. So it's British Racing Green version four. My old one is British Racing Green version three. They both have white bonnet stripes and a white roof. I can't even. Everyone's tell me you're a triple Taurus without telling me. (laughs) I know. No change. Right. No change. So to tell you the truth, (laughs) they are very. They're they're just so different, right? Um, my old one is a two door, and my new one is a four door, which I had a very oh well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, so which yes. one are you going to drive across the, the four door? One going to tow the two door? No, 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 no. The two door. The only reason I didn't trade it in was because they they really really wanted to not give me that much money for it, and it's a great like my car. I take really good care of my cars. I have a I have a um mechanic here that only works on uh British cars I don't know how because we're in a very small town but he does and he always tells me 
It's kind of rude, but I love it. He always says he loves Mini Cooper drivers because they keep him in business. (laughs) (laughs) My car needs, my car, it loves me, but it needs lots of maintenance. So, and I'm fine with that. You know, you got to pay to play when it comes to certain cars, I guess. But yeah. Find your niche and stick with it. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to need lots of pictures of this road trip and videos. Yeah. I know. I would say, I know you say you don't post a lot or, you you know, you kind of like, you know, double, you know, you think twice about it, but I hope you share a lot of videos and pictures from your road trip because it sounds like you're going to have an amazing time. I hope so. I have never traveled alone besides like back and forth, you know, domestically on like a one day to North Carolina or to wherever Seattle, but I've never actually traveled, traveled by That's myself. That's a big undertaking, you know? That is that is a really big thing to do, you know? Well, I I don't even eat by myself in a restaurant, so I'm a, I'm a little teensy bit concerned about that, but I'll figure that out. Like, I'm... You'll just start talking to the person at the table next to you. Who are we I, kidding? Have you met me? I don't <laughs> think that's a real thing. Just call it shadow work. Right? Call it shadow work. <laughs> like, do you like crystals? No? Yes? <laughs> Here's one from my pocket for just you. Pull, yeah, just pull one out of your pocket. Just slide it over. Will you be my friend? I need a witchy friend. <laughs> I'm you on start a road passing trip. notes to people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate, what are you going to be doing this summer? That's a great question. Um, I I didn't spend any of summer last year in New York, so I'm definitely definitely looking forward to some, like, Rockaway beach days. Um, but I'm also going to head back to Michigan for a little bit. Um, I've got a festival in Northern Michigan to go with, go to with some girlfriends and I always go back for my mom's birthday and get some woods time, some river time. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. New York in the summer is, is, um, stifling, huh? I've been there oh, a yeah. few times and I think there's not much of a breeze because of the buildings and it's just, it's the smog and that it's hard to be. It traps the heat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but we don't, it- ha- we don't have AC either. So it's, uh, it's an adventure, but it was 90 already on, on Saturday, but, um. But isn't Michigan, it's, it gets really hot, right? In the summer. Yeah, but you're in the woods, like in northern Michigan, so it, it helps. It's probably 90 wherever I go now <laughs> for the next couple of months, but no, I'm excited. That sounds fun. I think that's really cool that you're able to go home for the summer. Yeah, that's yeah. like the, the working remote bonus. Yeah. Kristen, what are you going to do this summer? Lots and lots of gardening, for sure. Um, I think that's pretty much what we do most summers. You know, we have our Airbnb here, so we're kind of tied down. We have to be here at our homestead. Um, but yeah, lots of gardening. And then we also have um, Little Witch Books, which is a, a book series that I've created with Caitlin Barone, who you know was on the podcast. Yes. But we have our Kickstarter launching in June for Yay! that, for the first book, which is so exciting. I am um, so also excited stressful about that. <laughs> and I, scary. But I yeah. think that is so amazing. I cannot wait to see that series. It's so genius. There's such a need for that. I'm really proud of you guys. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, you've inspired me with all your entrepreneurial spirit, and it just felt like something that, you know, we wanted to bring into the world. So that's our baby right now, and we're going to be tied to that for the summer, just kind of dreaming up the next book and working on the Kickstarter as it goes. Man, is this this real life? Like, look at all of us. We get to just do, like, the coolest things for work. (laughs) It's true, though. I'm so grateful. Same. I was going to say, I bet we all have a book stack like listeners. You can't mm-hmm. see my hands, but it's big. Um, <laughs> it's tall. <laughs> so we'll all have to share share that with each other, too. Yeah. I was talking to Jason last night about the summer and, and going and volunteering. And I was like, well, what do I do with the books? And he's like, what books? And I was like, the books I was going to read this summer. Can I? How many can I bring? And you know, I don't think I'm going to get Amazon deliveries. So 
I don't know how, how do you plan that? You know, one a week. Choose wisely. Yeah. Get a Kindle. Get a Kindle. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Why didn't I think of that? That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Director of operations, folks. Seriously, in my mind, I've got like half my suitcase full of books. I had not even thought of Kindle. When I travel to North Carolina or when we travel abroad, I always download a ton of books on the Kindle. I never once turn it on. I buy a book in the airport (laughs) and I read that book instead. (laughs) <laughs> it's the most but the kindle it really will it'll say it'll save you for five weeks i mean yeah. you can download lots of stuff so yeah thank you god sometimes i feel so smart and other times i'm like why didn't i think of that because <laughs> there's nothing like holding an actual book you know like yeah. i had to get a kindle when i came here because i can't get books delivered regularly and they don't have bookstores in english here and i was really anti-kindle at first but i mean it's just what you got to do. Well, can we send them games? Can you what? Can we mail them to you? Can we send them to you? Oh, yeah. I send her books sometimes. Mm-hmm. It takes and- a year for her to get them. But- <laughs> <laughs> what? You got your winter solstice present that I sent you on, like, uh, Ostara? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> got to plan ahead over here. It's for next winter solstice. No problem. I had to mm-hmm. enter, like, a secret code. I was like, I don't... Was this ever going to... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners who have never heard of Witchy Business and would like to tune in, where can they find the podcast? So you can find uh, Witchy Business on Apple Podcasts um, just by typing in Witchy Business. Uh, And you can also find them on the TameWild.com website. We'll have links to both uh, Magic Anagami and the Witchy Business podcast. And how can people connect with you personally over the summer? Um, I am on Instagram at the moon in Carolina, and that's the only account I need to say, because there's like 45 mm-hmm. people who have created moon in Carolinas with two L's and a dot in the middle and whatever. So, um, yes, just the correct spelling for the moon in Carolina. It's the only one. You can find me at mystic and mineral on Instagram. Uh, it is also spelled like it sounds mystic and mineral. Um, that's how you can find us. Thank you so much, Danielle and Shelby, for joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wild. Again, we're Kristen Lizenby and Kate Ballou. You can find us online at Easton Alchemy and at Ballou. Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram at Tamed Wild or on the blog magicandalchemy.com. Tune in to next week's episode where we talk about bibliomancy and summer gods and goddesses. Just a reminder that magic and alchemy are always available to those who know where to look for it. So mote it be for something better. Until next time.